We're starting from the top line where it says Tanarabanan. So we're talking the Mishnah about an Uman who deviates from what instructions he was told. So Tanarabanan, the Bryce elaborates on this. Someone gives pieces of wood to a carpenter to make a chair from them. Instead of making a chair, he makes a bench. Salsal was given pieces of wood to make a bench. Instead, he makes a chair. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, No, it's in load, may eight. It should give the value of the wood, meaning he can keep the finished product. So basically, he made a shinoi, he deviated and he stole, and he can acquire the finished product through shinoi, according to Rabbi Meir. This is just like Rabbi Meir's uh, case in the Mishnah, where the dyer changed the color of the wool. Rabbi says, If the improvement to the wood is more than the expenses of making the chair, then he just gets the expenses, but he, again, he doesn't get his full <coughs> fee that he would have gotten for the work. If the expenses are more than the improvement to the wood, he only gives him the improvements. So this is like reviewed in the Mishnah, that we don't want to reward the craftsman for stealing. So if he deviates in the instructions, we're not going to say that he's going to. Rather, he only gets his expenses or the improvement, whichever one is less. And again, Rashi's Lashon, Rashi's Lashon in the Mishnah was Mashma. That Rabbi Yehuda is like a knas. He fundamentally agrees that that, that, that we do look at this uh, craftsman as a uman as when he deviates from the instructions as a goslin. However, outs um, outs the fact that we want a knas and we don't we don't let him keep it. Uh, continues the mother Rabbi Meir agrees. Let's say wood was given to the carpenter to make a nice chair, instead he makes an ugly chair, or if wood was given to make a nice bench, instead an ugly bench was made. So in this scenario, there's no real shinoi to the, to the item he was contracted to make. But yes, the quality is not as good, and he didn't do a good job, and he didn't satisfy the agreement necessarily, but there's no shinoi for him to be kona the wood with. So there we say that he doesn't get his fee and he just gets paid for the amount like that he gave him. No, I'm sure if the improvement is more than the expense of making it, he pays the carpenter the expenses. The expenses, but if the expenses are more than the improvement, and he gets away with only paying for the improvement. And again, here the Yisraelites is not going to machine, he's not a gazelle, he has to return the finished product to the owner, and he can't get full amount for his fee because he's like a damager, he didn't do a good job. But he does, the Maisa, he did provide some benefit financially to the owner of the wood because it is worth somewhat more. So therefore the owner of the wood has to pay him just a bit and he has to pay him through the improvement, the small amount that was made to it. And that's that's uh, assessed either in the, uh, the, the the improvement or the expenses, whichever one is less. So that's the Gemara question. How do we look at dye ingredients that are on wool? Like, you know, so we have wool, it got dyed. How do you look at it? Do you look like the, the dye is intact the, the, the dye is there, it is existent, even though it's absorbed by the wool, or do we say that it's not considered to be intact anymore? So basically, Rashi explains that the question is, is appearance, is color considered something significant or not? If it is something significant, so then we say that the dye effect with the, with, the vis, with the visibility of the different color, it's as if the dye itself is still present. Mashankin, if, 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 if color is not so significant, so we say that, hey, it's absorbed in the wool, and it's an intangible, and it's no longer existent. So we're trying to figure out whether or not we look, <coughs> we look at uh, a dye that has gone into wool as being existent or not. So the Gemara tries to figure out what the relevance of this question is. Hey, what's the case in question? If you're going to say someone stole dye ingredients, so first he is mashana them, he grinds them up, and he, and after grinding it, he puts it in water in order to produce the dye. 
So in that, and the, the question then would be if the original owner can get them back in return. So if we'd say, so we view the dye ingredients as present, he can get them back. But if it's not insignificant, he cannot get them back. That would be the, the root of the question. But says the Gemara, anyways, the, the robber has changed them, but the physical changes through the grinding and making it into a dye. So then anyways, the whole question is moved. Of course he cannot, of course the original owner cannot get them back. And the reason he can't get them back is because there was a shinoi that took place long before it was put into the wool. There was a shino itself just turning it into the dye. So of course, in that case, of course, in that case, um, the owner cannot get them back themselves. says the case is that he stole the dye ingredients that had already been made into the into liquid liquid dye sort of form. And then all he did was dye the wool. So he didn't make any changes to make it into the liquid form. It was already in that form when he stole it. And now he puts it over the wool. So my what's the Do we say that an improvement which is brought about is is something material on the wool? Therefore, the owner says to the robber, "Give me back my my dye ingredients that you took." So, in other words, you dyed it. So, you are holding intact my dye. Where is the dye? The dye is in is in the wool, but you're you, you have to give it back to me because we view it as being intact. We don't view that improvement as being intact on the wool. The robber can say to the owner, "There's nothing of yours which is by me whatsoever. I don't have to give you anything back." So. The point might be that that it's considered already gone at this point. Um, if it's gone at this point, so therefore he doesn't have to return it. So that would be the shayla. Someone stole liquid dye from somebody else, and then he puts it in his wool. If we say so then the victim has the right to say, "Give me back, <coughs> give me back my dye." Whereas summer, he doesn't have the right to do that. But the Gemara says, "Amri Even if we're going to say that could the robber tell the owner, "There's nothing of yours by me, and therefore you're totally exempt." He should still say, "Give me back the ingredients that you destroyed." Meaning, what happens when you steal something and the stolen thing no longer exists? The halacha is that the thief has to pay the owner the value. So even if we say that chazusa is not legally significant, in other words, and therefore we're going to come out that the die is no longer existent, the robber still has to pay for the die. So we can't say that the relevance of the question is the robber is liable. He certainly is liable, whether regardless whether it's significant or not, whether the die is intact or not, he's certainly going to have to pay. Anytime you steal, and then uh, for whatever reason you're not giving back, you have to pay. So the Mar says, So you have to wonder about the question on this way. Do I say the it's as if the die is gone, <coughs> and therefore there, there's no way to give back the, the thing intact, and you have to pay the money. Maybe you say that it is considered that the die is still intact. Therefore, the robber tells the owner, the die is right here, take them. So, meaning what the Gemara is saying is <coughs> that the other way it will be a kula for the robber. If we say that color is a significant thing and the die is considered intact, so then the robber just tells the victim, oh, I have to return to you the die because I stole the dyes right here. So therefore, why don't you just take it? So the Lord says, that's certainly not a good point because even if it is intact, did he really return it? Shaklinu, you just say, take them. My shakla, I was going to take up its phone with detergent. So when Abu Ramabar, all detergent will do is remove the dye, hash of a it, but it won't make it return. So the thief is obligated to return her to pay its cash. So in this case, there, even, even if the dye is intact, there's no proper way of doing a hashava. So if there's no proper way of doing a hashava, then it's going to be chav to pay dhamim. So the point is, either way, it's going to be chav to pay dhamim. Whether you say, whether you say that, that either way, <coughs> either way, he's going to be liable to pay. So what is the difference? Somebody robs wool and liquid dye belongs to a person. And he dyes the wool with those dye ingredients. So he steals wool and the liquid dye 
and then he dyes the wool with the ingredients. And now he's returning the dyed wool back to the owner. So the wool is intact, so only he has to return it. So now the question here is whether or not we say that he, um, the question is whether, the, whether, whether or not we say that he's Mekayim the Hashava of the, of the dye, he's Mekayim the Hashava of the dye by returning it. So the Gemara says, if the improvement of the dye ingredients is something material on the wool, come so then it's considered that he did a Hashava on the dye as well. Maybe we say that the dye is gone, but he's only returning the wool, it's not considered that he returned the dye ingredient. And therefore, what would the halacha be? He has to pay cash for the value of the, for the value of the dye. So again, he stole wool and dye. He then took the liquid dye and he and he uh, and he colored the wool. Now he wants to return the colored wool and say, "I returned everything I stole." So if he shavas manal samer, you could say that. But if ain't shavas manal samer, then you can't say that. Now there's a question here, which is that why does he have to return the wool? Why don't you say that maybe he's cornered the wool through the shinoi? What's the what's the pshat? So that's a question. For you could also say in this machlokas that maybe we're going like the opinion, um, which seems to be the halacha as well, that dying something is not a shinoi to it because it could be removed. So, anyways, that's bekitzur. That's the shaila here, where he, where where he died the wool the wool and the dye that he stole, and now he wants to return the thief wants to return both together. Is that considered a hashava of both? So Amri says the Gemara typically let us be resolved because he made the wool more valuable for the owner. Meaning even if we say that it, the dye is no longer exists and the robber has to pay the owner for the dye, but he did pay. How did he pay? Because since he gives him wool that is worth more, so then the value of the dye is there. So like the Gemara is saying, what's the nafkamina? Well, do I have to pay in cash or do I have to either even if I have to pay in cash, I did pay in cash. I paid you in cash with the extra value. <clears throat> of the dyed wool, I only have to return the wool. The, the wool. Now there's the there's the extra value that you're giving in the fact that it's dyed. So the Gemara explains that the nafkamina would be if the the value or dyed wool is cheap. So so the value of the improvement to the wool does not equal the value of the stolen dye. So if the the dye is no longer existent and I have a chiva paying damim, so then you would say since you have a chiva paying damim. And the chiv of damim is, is, is the value of the dye at the time that it was stolen. And that's worth more than the extra improvement that there is in the, in the dyed wool. So then you would have to pay that difference out of pocket. Whereas if you would say that the dye is intact, so if you say, so then, uh, then he was completely the hashava um, by just giving it back intact. Or you could say, The case is, the robber died a monkey. In other words, he didn't die the wool. Uh, so the dye didn't bring about any improvement. So he stole a monkey and a dye from the person. And he dyes the monkey with the dye. And now he's returning the dyed monkey. So the dye doesn't increase the value of the monkey here. So there's no counterclaim. Oh, I, I gave you extra value. So if appearances can something to be significant. So he could say, hey, I returned to you. Uh, if, if it is considered to be insignificant, so you could say, I return to you the die. But if ancient is one of the then he is not, uh, then he's not able to say that. Okay, continues the Gemara. Ravina Amar, we could we could look at it a different way. Ravina Amar, what is the case here? The case is where the wool belonged to one person, the dye ingredients belong to another, and now a monkey comes along, and he dyes the wool with those dye ingredients. So in other words, <coughs> it's not related to a case of robbery. Stop. We're talking about a case where a monkey dyes one person's wool with another person's dye. So now the wool is worth more valuable, is has more value in it than it was worth before. So our question is, do we say the improvement 
that's brought about. We see that the die is here. So therefore, the owner of the die says, the owner will give me back my dye, my dye ingredients. They're by you. If it's something around, so now basically we see the finished product is having wool and dye that are existent. So the owner of the wool has in his possession the property which belongs to the owner of the dye. So therefore, he has demands a share of the finished product. We say, no, the dye is gone. You don't have anything that is by me. The improvement of the dye is not considered something material. So the owner of the dye doesn't have a claim to the owner of the wool. <coughs> the dye is um, the dye is gone here. And even though it ended up that this guy's wool has greater value because of my dye, that doesn't mean I have a right to demand some value in your wool. If I would improve it, maybe there's a chiyav to pay the nana. But here, what happened by itself, so stam, some monkey did it. So then you don't say that, 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 that since it's my dye that made your wool worth more, now I have to pay... And then, then I have to pay I have to pay for that improvement. We wouldn't say that. The only way we would say that is if we would say We're going to see that the die is intact. Then he has a dina that you're holding my you're holding my die. Says the Gemara Tashima, a garment that was dyed with peels of arla fruit has to be burned. So so arla has to be burned. So basically, what are we saying? That if the dye came from all the fruit, so now the garment has to be burned. We see that appearance is considered significant and something present because if it's not in existence anymore, so the Arla dye is not here. So wearing the garment isn't considered benefiting from Arla. It must be that we view the Arla as present um, in, the, in the color that's on the garment. Amarava, Rabbi says, no. By Arla, the Torah specifically asks for the benefit that you can see. It says in the it's Arla, you cannot eat it. But only you can eat Arla. How do you know you can't benefit from it? You can't die with it. You can't fuel a lamp with Arla. The Pasuk says, So extra Pasuk. The Pasuk comes to include all different forms of Arla. So it's a triple mention here. That all such things are Asr. Any benefit, use of dye and use in, in, as fuel. So the reason why it's Asr, it's not because generally dye is considered a material thing, but rather the Torah specifically Asr's visual benefit that comes from the Arla fruit. So it's like a, so a new a new din specifically by Arla, but generally uh, dye is not considered intact when it's on something. Tashma, we look at a price. A garment that was dyed with the peels of Shemitah produce has to be, has to be burned. So in other words, you're not allowed to do um, business with produce that grew during the Shemitah. That's the Allah. It's only, it's only, it's only Lachla. And, uh, and here we're talking with this Allah of, of, of beer that once, once, once you have to remove all the Shemitah produce from your possession once it's no longer available in the field. So it seems, and this is the way Rashi seems to be learning that, what is the issue here of the Shemitah thing, the fact that it's died with that? It seems that, that, that the issue is because you're going to be doing business with it um, when you would be dying it. Now, it's not so clear because you're not doing business, you're dying it. Right? What exactly does that mean? So maybe it's a way of saying that the same way that, 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 that the same way of the Isra of doing business is the Isra of, that of doing it is specifically because it remains around after this man of the beer. So because now you're selling it, you sell something and you get money. So now that money is around. And if, it would, if you would be benefiting from the money eventually after the time of beer, it would be Asr. So maybe when you're dying it, um, you have that same issue where now it's going to be existing even after this amount of beer when the fruit is no longer available in the field. So therefore, the only solution is that it has to be burned. So clearly we see that the appearance is considered to be existent. If it wouldn't be existent, you wouldn't say that you have the Shemitah thing here. So it's also different by Shemitah. It should be. But yesterday always remains in its way. Meaning even after it's been used up for a die, the din of the Shemitah still remains. So we consider it's something which is unique as well to Shemitah, but not something that we can generally say that die is considered existent. Says the Gemara, Rava Rami, Rava now has a contradiction. Tonight it says in the Mishnah Begish of the garment was dyed with the peels of Arla, it should be set afire. Amachus and Milsa, we see that appearance is considered something significant. Now, 
it's very weird for the Gemara to say that because Mamash on the Maral, if we explain the Pshad is that not that appearance is considered significant, we explain different that Arla is a new din that appearance you can't benefit from. But it seems that the Gemara now is approaching that no, we talk a look at the Mishnah, maybe different Amaram disagrees, that's that we assume that the Pshad in the Mishnah is that Chazusa has Milsa. Okay, so from the fact that you have to burn the garment that was dyed with Arla Peel shows us that Chazusa has Milsa. Or a minute, we have a question, is Tira to a contradiction of Mishnah, Mishnah, and all those. If he has damaged Nibla of Ice, if a quarter look of blood from a course was absorbed into the floor of the house of Ice Tame, the utensils in the house are Tame. For Amir, other, other, other Mishnahis say, Habai is Tar, that the Kalim in the house are Tar. Now, when there's a dead body, in a house, the whole house is tummy. Anything in the house is tummy. But also, if there's a revius down from a dead body, anything in the house is tummy. But here, the question is that the revius of the blood got absorbed in, into things, so in, into the house. Do we do we say that the blood is here and therefore anything in the house is tummy, or do we say the blood's not here, everything else, everything is tar? So we explain. The things are tummy that were there originally when the blood was still in a liquid form before it was absorbed. So those kalim are tummy because they were there when the blood was still intact. All became also himself. Whereas when the one that says tar is talking about kalim that came into the house in the end after the blood had been absorbed. So then the blood is no longer here. So if the blood is no longer here, um, the blood is considered no longer here. So then it doesn't give off tummy. The Mishnah continues. Nivlav excess if the blood was absorbed into a garment when it was brought in the house, row, and then we examine if the garment can be washed and a quarter look of blood will come out of it at that time, time of the house is time, then we view that the blood is intact. But if a quarter look of blood would not come out of it, tar, it's tar, because the blood that can be, only the blood can, that can be recovered is still considered to be blood. So what do we see? Appearance is not considered to be like it's intact because if something that appears uh, would be intact. And even if the blood cannot be retrieved, uh, in the form of the amount of a quarter log, the appearance itself is still evident in the garment. So from the fact that we're not saying that, what do we see? Chazusa is lav milsa. So we have a contradiction. On the one hand, we say the garment that's dyed with all the fruit has to be burned. We see chazusa is milsa. On the other hand, we say that the blood absorbed in the garment, even if a quarter of blood, blood was absorbed, but if a quarter of blood wouldn't, cannot be recovered, then it's not considered that a quarter of blood is here. So we see that appearance is not considered to be something that's intact. Amarav Khan, Makuli Reviyosh, and Khan, the Mishra is talking about a leniency that applies to the Allah of the quarter log of blood. We're talking about Tavusa blood. Tavusa blood is only Matame and What's Tavusa blood? Tavusa blood is when it was, the blood was flowing out from a wounded person as he's dying. So it's a suffix. Do we say that the whole quarter log was there when he was alive, which is tar blood? It's a suffix if, it, if the blood is Tame or tar, because it's not sure if it came out before or after the death. So therefore, Andam Tfusa, it's only a Din to to begin with, that we have to assume it's Tameh. The Rabbanan, therefore, were lenient with this Tumah, and they didn't apply it if it's not, if the blood is not Mamish intact, it's only the appearance of blood. So the Gemara is answering. Really, we say that something which is giving off appearance is considered intact. But by the by, by, by the Tfusa blood, we could be Mako. Says the Gemara, Rav Arama, was a contradiction. Tonight, we learned in a mission, mission in from let's say from dyes. So, right, so we're talking about what has Kedusha of Shemitah. So if I have some sort of things that grow from the ground during Shemitah that are dyes, after growth from certain plants here, so they have the din of Kedusha Shvi'as, and the money that's paid for them would then get Kedusha sanctity. They're subject to the requirement of removal, and when it's no longer available out in the fields, it has to be removed. Money paid for them is also subject to the requirement of removal. Alma ate some Yishim It seems that wood has the Kedusha of Shvi'as, because what are these things? These are not things that you eat, um, these, are, these are just wood, and yet they have Kedusha Shvi'as. So it seems that even things that aren't necessarily made to eat still have Kedusha Shvi'as. The problem is, Ramina says in the bride, so, regarding 
for certain reason grapevines. If you gather them across the field to put up in storage, so are they food or are they not? So it depends what your intent is to do with them. Look at Nachila. If you gather them for food, they do have to do shvias. If you gather them for for purposes of using them for fuel, for wood, they don't have to do What do we see? That okay, so there it's a kubigo either way, and that's why it depends on your das. But we see that in general, wood does not have to do shishvias. That contradicts what we saw before in the Mishnah, that wood is subject to Shemitah sanctity. So the Gemara initially doesn't see there's a difference between dye and, and fuel. The point is the Gemara's understanding if something doesn't it's not meant to be eaten, does it have to do shishvias or not? That seems like a zero. So Mishani, we answer, Amakra, what does the Pasa say? Le'achla. It should be yours to eat. So what is it, when you eat something, it's like anything that has a, a function, a use, like eating, has Kedusha Shviyas. What is unique about eating? The benefit coincides with the consumption. When you go ahead and eat something, the way it works is that, 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 that is consumed when the benefit is gained, right? I eat, so that now I get benefit, and it's consumed. It comes together. Yatsu eats him. This is different than... Then when I use wood, there, the main benefit, which is the baking that comes out, that's only after it's consumed. In other words, the wood is consumed by the fire, and now it's already in coals, and then that's when I cook on it, right? I don't cook with the, with the live fuel. I cook with the coals after it, afterwards. So it's only, I only get to the benefit of the baking or the cooking after it's already been consumed. So therefore, the, the scenario of wood or fuel doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas. So now where does that leave us? So where that leaves us, Rash explains, is that when it comes to dying, dying is produced altogether. You say that the benefit does come when it's consumed because what I do is I cook the dye ingredients in the pot and it comes t- simultaneous with the consumption as I, uh, I put together, put the wool and the pot together with it, as it's consumed, that's when the benefit comes. So it all comes together. So basically, it doesn't have to be for eating, but it has to be for something where the hana and the, where the benefit coincides with, uh, with, the, with, with the consumptions. Okay. Uh, continues the Gemara. But you get eats in the mashal. What would be with an oily piece of wood? There, the benefit does come together. In other words, oily wood you can just lit and use as a torch for light. So the benefit of light is there when the wood is being consumed. It should come together. And there, that type of wood should have Kedusha Shviyah. So why do we say, no, wood does not have, it should depend what type of wood. And then wood in general, even, even, even oily wood, is usually only used for fueling a fire and not to be used as a torch for light. So you're right, even though in the benefit of using it for light, it would come together. But since Stam Eitzim are used, as fuel, and in a case for fuel, it's only after the consumption that the benefit comes. So therefore we go after the Stam usage, and then the Stam usage, it would, um, would not coincide, and therefore it doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas. So what's the Maskana here? The Maskana is Kedusha Shviyas depends on whether or not the Hanna and the Biur are together. Dying and eating are like that, whereas using something as fuel is not.